evening, good night. Yeah. Welcome to the show, what a wonderful delight. Uh. Yeah, Patsy and T Rods, better chop up on the mic. Just sit back, have a laugh, catch a vibe, and enjoy the ride. Yeah. Today's episode is presented by a game. Whether you are at home or at work, in the gym or in the classroom, success means giving nothing less than your best, your peak performance, your A game. And now there's a beverage designed to help you bring your best when you need it the most. A game is full of essential vitamins and nutrients and to keep your body primed for action and provides hydration to boost recovery after you've given your all. Bring your end game, bring your best, and tell the world, bring it on. That is A Game, our brand new sponsor. Shout out A Game. Go check them out, drinkingagame.com. Go get you some bottles. Boom. All right. What's up, man? We are back with another episode and 44. It's, yeah, it's a good one. Yes, people have enjoyed having your teammates on, and it's great to have on another we're one. We're just going to get all of them. We're just going to go from top of the line, and we're going to work our way down from <laughs> the players, the coaches, to the trainers, to the equipment managers, and we're just gonna get the whole magic organization on them. So it was a wild weekend though, bro, with uh all the NBA games. We had obviously the big thing Sunday night was Lakers the Logan. Got it, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Lakers out of here. That's not the big thing, but yes, that was for me because it's yes. my childhood team and time on the playoffs. But nonetheless. Yeah, that Logan that Logan uh Floyd fight happened. Did you so watch so from the? Watch. Did you watch from the start? I was watching from. I watched. The, I watched, I watched the, all the prelims. I watched. What do you think? I watched the prelims. Just the. It was oh, exhibition yeah. to the prelims. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. So we, I watched that. The, um, oh, we saw. I saw, it started with what Ocho. Ocho versus that one guy, which was unbelievable. I will say this: Ocho can fight. He just got too cocky at the end. I was saying the same too, thing, a little, bro. A little too arrogant, but people were like, "Why would he do that?" But if you guys have ever watched. Chad Ochocinco, sorry, Chad Johnson, play football. <laughs> he was so good and so cocky that at some point he just said, we're going to call I, – I need to be considered or referred to as Ochocinco. Like that's the type of guy we're going to. So him playing yeah. his hands down, getting slept, it's kind of like how did we he, not see it coming? But he could, he has hands. He threw some jabs. He, he was winning straight. the fight to me for most of the fight until he got dropped. I mean down. – so he got dropped, which and it I wasn't that coming. bad. In my opinion, no. I don't think it was that bad. It wasn't he got bad. up. He got up. He, he got, got up. Like, most people were like, "Oh, he got fucked up. Look at that." He got his. I'm like, bro. He got up. Nate Robinson almost died. Yeah, he almost died that night. He was up. He was up fighting. And he was up, and he was cool. Bro, he was talking right after. So the I mean, announcers had me rolling when the guy was like, "You guys know my name. You guys know my name now." And the guy was like, "No, we don't." Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, I will say this. That should have me dying, bro. The only good fight to me was the what was the dude Swift heard 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 heard. That was a good fight. He lost that was, it. And that it was, was a legit he fight. Should have came out really fighting, and he didn't. He didn't come out the way he should have at all. And the dude if that if the guy he was fighting had any real power, it would have been really bad for him that night. But that yeah. dude just—he was swinging hard. Aries. He just wasn't—he wasn't doing anything. So. And he was getting I mean, hit. He was getting hit, and he was getting knocked too. Heard was knocking him like. No, and Heard has power, and you can see yeah. it because the dude was like leaking. So I mean, I'm just wondering what was like when he was going to turn it up and actually take over the fight and be like, you know, walk him down. And he never did that. So, other than that, it was good to see like you know the underdog kind of take it to him. 
And then the next the fight was one. that that one sucked. They had like a, a replacement last second, and that dude was oh, oh uh, Badu Jack is a real Badu, fighter. He's a real fighter. The other dude was awful, fighter. just hugging him. It's like, bro, so the, what are you yeah, doing? But, but the last fight I saw of Badu Jack, wait, baby. Okay, one second. Yes, people, I have to hug my children goodbye in the middle of a podcast because it's that late. They're going to bed. Wow. The little one's going to bed. I know how that feels for sure. Okay, then stay up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's every day. Um, but no, bro, Body Jack's a real fighter. The last fight I did see him in, I forgot who he was fighting, but did he fight? He fought in the the one of those like the Nate Robinson one, didn't he? Oh no, he did. I'm saying like his last real fight. Oh where he was yeah, like another real time boxing, a real boxing event. Like he, something happened where he he and the guy hit heads. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Joe, see if you can pull up Badu Jack. Head split. Split. Wasn't it a split decision too? Well, I don't know if it was a split decision. It might have been. I don't know. But I, all I remember was this dude's head splitting open, and then he they allowed him to keep fighting. And all they did between rounds was just stuff his face with like <laughs> gauze and just like whatever. Oh shit! Yeah, what it was the bad. Fuck is that? It was really bad. When I saw that, bro, I was like, oh! And they kept showing it because it happened when he butted heads. It looks but like the thing happened. It got worse. Once he was like jabbing and jabbing, bro, the dude would just hit him in the head and it would split up. Blood would gush out and he'd just be back to wiping his face. And then eventually he just couldn't see. So he couldn't box or do anything else. So it was just bad, bro. But that dude's a real fighter. He has real battle scars and he's a real fighter. And he was doing that dude dirty. That's why he put him down too. But looks like, looks like, looks like Moses part in the Red Sea. Jesus, because that's what it was, but I didn't. It's just like Jeez. we see his skull from is this bad, but yeah. But the big fight, but the thing, the big thing tonight was the Logan versus Floyd. Logan to me, he's he did well. He did well. You think he did? I don't think he did. I mean, he stayed alive, like that was the main thing, but like, no, but I we talk, know, but, but if you know Floyd, he doesn't, yeah, yeah. he's not putting okay. people away like so, he did when he was younger. So that's like, I saw people tweet that too. Our guy Marty said, like, if have you not watched Floyd, like, what do you guys expect? Yeah, like I've watched, I've literally watched because my family friends were they watched every boxing match. So like when I was in eighth grade, like seventh grade on, I've watched like every Floyd fight. And, and he did used to knock people down early. And, in the yeah, day. yeah, he yeah. used to do a little bit more. Like back then, like that was the Ricky Hatton fight when he dropped yeah. him and stuff like that. And then obviously, like you saw, like it's like the last ten years we've seen well, Floyd do no, the same thing. Oh, no, for sure. But there was a point in Floyd's career where he broke his right hand. Yeah, always trying to hit so hard. So he broke his right hand, and after that, it changed the way he kind of went for it. He, he became more defensive, and he, not more defensive, but he just didn't throw with the same power. Yeah, and he, but apparently, like he's real strategic with the way he hits you. Like he'll hit one spot, he'll try to hit one spot over and over and over and over. But the, I think, I think the size difference, bro. The size difference really the size matters. Difference like, a factor, and it's just the fact that he's a fucking real boxer, bro. Like I don't, I was yeah. nervous. Because of the size difference, I'm not gonna lie. I thought no, if he makes it to the first three rounds, like I think he'll win. But that, but that, that's what even Floyd like. Floyd was like, "Well, he's better than I thought." Because when you have that much size, and if you can punch some, you're able to keep somebody off you that small. Like he's, yeah. I mean, Floyd got in him, but he's he still got a couple decent shots on Floyd. Where it's like, oh, sure, Floyd's but, not gonna risk getting up there. Floyd's not gonna risk getting up in there close and trying to like. And he did a couple times, but you could tell towards the end he's like, "Nah, I'm not trying to." Mix it up inside with him because it's yeah. he's too much bigger, bro. You're punching up at a dude's face like that's just okay. Well, here's my hot take because I well not even hot, but 
Give, us, a hot, give it, us your hot take. Give us a hot take. My hot take. <laughs> so fucking Floyd fight with Logan. Give I think hot that take. Jake could be a very real boxer. Okay. Hot I take. really so so remember that video I sent of you of Floyd throwing the jab up against the puncher bag and it sounded like a gun going off. And then they switched it to uh Logan, who was just kind of like that looping, just like uh, uh, just like uh, just throwing that little pretty boy shit. Like I I was like, okay, let me see what Jake is doing. When Jake was on like some boxing bag, bro, he was thought like there was a pop to bag, there was a pop to the gloves, and I was just like, oh fuck. Like the dude is he's whatever, but like I'm watching <laughs> well, something, person, I'm watching as a, yeah, as a person, he's just like he's he's a troll, but like he bro, this dude was throwing real hands, and I could yeah. see that he had real power. Like he was throwing more power behind his punches than any of the shit I seen Logan throw. And I think Logan's more of a wrestler, I think, from yeah, his yeah. They, they both are, but yeah, he yeah, doesn't have like, hands. Bro, bro, man, that Jake, I, I'm I'm very uh, this fight coming up with, with Whitley, I would very love to see because I am very curious about if this dude can go in there and land punches and make this a real fight. He will, I would, he'll land punches. Put him on Showtime and put him against dudes that are maybe not, you know, in contention for a belt, but put him against some real competition and see how he does. Because then like, I will be like, hey, he's a real fighter, bro. He's a real fighter. And that's just and he, what my opinion is right now. But I think that dude could be good. And and the thing about him is this people are still gonna watch it. Like it's sure. not because you know how like how in boxing, sure. how in boxing people are like, if you gotta go undefeated so that you can get the biggest fight of your life, like yeah. he can do like what UFC guys do, like Conor McGregor. It's like, bro, just Fight anyone that's actually sell. a fighter and will, just sell. sell it. So. Yeah. And to me, like, bro, it's UFC has the talent and they have and it's a, and if you get into it, it's just a extremely fun sport to watch. But the the, yeah. the the fighters don't get paid the same way no that like a corny YouTuber could that's fight in a robots and how they could sell that. And it sucks, bro, because it's like people literally just want to see the glitz and the glamour, like all the drama, and they don't really care about the art form as much. It's almost like yeah, I don't know if this is bad to say, but like it's like WNBA and the NBA. Like the NBA is real. Like yeah, we can dunk, we get the lives, or we know how to play the game. But like people legit love seeing that part of the sport. But yeah, yeah. When you watch women game. play, bro, they're playing the game the way like a, at a like perfect. Like they play the game in a different way that we do in the same way. Except like they don't have like the loss, but they play fun basketball and they're extremely fun to watch. And I think well, they, anybody that will watch them would appreciate what they're watching. Well, they but shoot, like they don't get compensated, and, stuff, yeah, and they yeah. don't get compensated the same way that their male counterparts do. And it's just it's a fucked up thing. But at the end of the day, that's just people, I guess. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's a business part of it too. It's a business. It's the money, baby. This is for real. And that's like even like Tyrone Woodley talking about how he's like, shit, I'm fighting a non-fighter. This is the most money I'll ever make in a fight. And then he's a champ. He's a UFC. Champ. He's a, he's a but he's a he's a, like his MMA career. It's good. It's legit. There's no it's fluff legit. in it. Like no, he's legit. And he and like and he if, bad the last five fights, but oh, for sure. Legit. But that's just because he's been doing it for so long. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's just like, yo, this is a real fighter with real credibility, and he's seeking the YouTube. He can punch. Route. He can punch. That's what's making he the game. Punch, but but that's what's making the game, the fight game, so crazy. It's just like you have dudes that are real fighters with real <laughs> credibility. And now they're chasing out these fucking non, like powder puff <laughs> YouTube. Like, it's it's like if a YouTube, it's like if a YouTuber was trying to play so one on one for fucking a million dollars. And I'm out here getting it. It's like and it's like me Shout retiring getting the best I've ever been. You said what? Shout out to Mantis for playing a one on one against Terrence for that. Yeah, well that's yeah. <laughs> Shout out my guy Mantis. That was a little different. But nonetheless, <laughs> like who would want to be 
Yeah. Like, I don't get it. It's just so it's a weird time, bro. It is crazy. But, but, um, let's get into this interview with RJ. It's dope. You guys are gonna love it. Um My young boy. Stay tuned for us. We're headed out to LA. We're gonna have some way more content coming your way. We got a big announcement coming here soon. A lot of things going on with us, our production company. Can't wait to show it, share it with you guys. Also, to don't forget. Moon. Also, don't forget the giveaway. There's a post about it for two jerseys, two pairs of shoes. Stuff's right there. You can hey, over here, but it's right there. I'm bringing this with me on the trip so I can get to Steven so he can get this out to you guys right away. Right away. Exactly. Me is going to take forever, but yes, Steven, I'll he's on top of things. All right. Well, before we get into this interview, let's take a second to talk about one of our favorite sponsors, the everydayfan.com. They are your one stop shop for all your sporting news, whether it's the NBA, NFL, or even the EPL League. They have got you covered, but they don't stop there. From pop culture to wrestling and entertainment, there's something for everyone. With some of the best writers in the game, come get a fresh perspective from everyday fans like yourself. While you are there, check out the memorabilia shop and make your man cave one to envy. That is the everydayfan.com. Go check them out. And for today's guest, we have a very special young man. I'm talking like an old guy saying this, but he's really not that young. But one of my teammates, one of my, my young boys, RJ Hampton, we just got him through the trade. Y'all know who RJ is. Really don't need no introduction. But what's up, bro? How you been? What up? I've been good. I've been good. Having a little chilling, chilling. good off season. Yeah, all right. This is already too much of an interview. Let's just chop it up, chop it up. That <laughs> no, was no, going in a no, bad no. direction. How you no, been? Yeah. No, no, no. But, are, uh, you, are you are you in Orlando still right now? Yeah, I out there? a couple days ago from going home. So I'm here. How long were you home for? You was home for like a while. I was home for like not even. Nah, two and a half weeks. What made you come back? The team. What you mean? <laughs> what made me come back? <laughs> Where you at? I've been in the gym <laughs> at the facility. Uh, I'm taking my time. I'm coming back next week. I'll be back next week. I gotta do one more trip, and then I'm coming back, and then I might leave again. And then it's a different thing. I'm a, I'm a vet. Are you playing the summer league? Yeah, I'm gonna play a couple games. <sighs> I gotta I mean, go. This is your first year. Like I, I be forgetting how young you are sometimes, because I be feeling like if you in the NBA, you're for sure like at least 21. But that's not the case. Anymore, you, you didn't play in the summer league last year. Oh, yeah, there was no summer league. There was you no summer league last year. Straight to the fire yet. for you. I your, class, your class is a special class because you guys are like all battle tested already because y'all went straight from like the draft to like training camps here. Yeah, right. And then y'all just yeah. So y'all different. This this is a very respectable class to me because you guys do have a ton of killers. They're gonna be really fun in the future. But yeah, you guys are a different yeah, breed. Played, you guys can probably, yeah. You guys are the OGs. We played, <laughs> um, we played the Clippers on Christmas Day, my first game. Damn. I never played on Christmas. I've been in the league nine years and never once played on mm. Christmas. Yeah, that's, home. that's a yeah. big time game. But <laughs> Nicola just won MVP too, so yeah, that was. Awesome. Hey, well, talk about him though, real quick. I you played with him. What is crazy? Like, what stands out to you about about Nicola? I think what stands out to me, he's just so focused. Like he in the gym. Practice started at 10. He there with the rookies at 8. He leaving late with the rookies. I mean, he did everything that you could possibly ask him to do that other guys just don't do. You know what I mean? Like, some guys just kind of like, when you're at that level, just kind of take it easy, want to be cool. Like, nah, he was he was in the gym every day getting treatment. And that's why he played 72 games. He's the only player to play every single game this year. At, I mean, at the highest level, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is tough. It, it, it's very tough. So, so nothing surprised for you, bro. Sorry. 
No, you go. Ahead. I know this is bro. I this like I said, your class is different. Like this is different for all of us. Like I had no idea what to expect going into the season with the traveling, the back to backs, the playing every other day. Like how did you like? What was this like for you? I think for me, it was kind of like just eye opening. Not like shocked, but like I wanted to like experience everything. So like. Even if I was tired, I was just kind of ready to go because, like, I've been dreaming about the NBA for so long. It was like whatever was thrown at me was thrown at me. I wanted to do it. Um, but, I mean, like, once I kind of – because there was a point in Denver when I didn't play. So, like, I played about 30 – I played 31 games with Denver. I was with them for about, like, 50 of those games or, like, 45 of those games. Um, but, like, once I got to Orlando and once I started playing 25 minutes, 28 minutes a night – having those back-to-backs were way different than playing 13 minutes in Denver and 10 minutes and 19 minutes. So like when I, when I got, to, when I got to, when I got to Orlando, I just came off COVID. I was out for three weeks and then got traded. Couldn't play for a week. So the trade had to go through. And then I'm just like, you know, Cliff's like, okay, yeah, you gotta play. Jeff and John. Yep. Yeah, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. I'm like, yo, bro, I can't even breathe right now. <laughs> You know what I mean, but hey, it's what that's what comes with it. Yeah, you're gonna definitely get a lot more of that going for it too, bro. Cause yeah. it's just we pretty much you gonna be a part of like that core group of guys that are just gonna be playing all the time now. You played so much, and I remember you even telling me you was just like, I'll be I'll be asking shit like, yo, why didn't you dunk that? Like you could have clearly punched that. You'd be like, oh, right now. I'm like, are you serious? I was like, did you want to? He's like, no. I was like, bro, you just gonna thug it out? He's like. And just went out there and kept playing. I was just like, all right, shit, fuck it. Go ahead, do your yeah, thing. That's my motto with the magic. Thug it out. Just thug it out, bro. <laughs> it and this is that type of year we had to thug it out. It was it was what it, it was. was. Okay, it's over now. Shout out to that 21 season. Hey, RJ, I want to know, being someone that, you know, being the man, the star, and then you go from, like, not playing, like, how did that affect your, like, mindset? Because I, I know as a player – I never really had that experience till I got like to the G League, and then I that first game I did not play, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like I, I played a little bit at the end, and it like changed how I thought of things. Like, hey, obviously I had to make myself better and more valuable. But right. talk about talk about your mindset in those those situations. I think like for me, I had went through adversity going overseas and going pro before I even got to the NBA. So when I wasn't playing in Denver, it was kind of like okay, like. I've been through this before. Like, I, I know what to expect. I know how to get myself out of this, you know? So, like, I'm going overseas and, like, you know, that is what it is. We'll get to that topic later. And then, you know, I'm getting to Denver and it's kind of like, okay, well, I've been through this before. How do I get myself out of this? So, I'm playing. I'm not playing for, like, 20 games straight. And I mean, like, not playing. I have never, like, not checked in a game. And, like, the buzzer sounding and I'm just as – fresh as I was when the buzzer sounded to go off. But I had to work my way out of that. So I just took a, a different approach. And, and all of a sudden, you know, some injuries happened and I started playing 20 minutes a game. Remember, like, the first game that I actually played, played in with Denver, like, meaningful minutes, it was Dallas. And I don't know, not some people know this. Uh, we went to Dallas, and people know I'm from Dallas. And um, they had told me before we left for the trip, that once we get back from our road trip, they're going to send me to the G League bubble to get me some reps. So, you know, I mean, as a guy, you want to play, but at the same time, you're like, bro, like, I feel like I'm an NBA basketball player. I don't I don't want to go to the G League. And that's, I think that's everybody's mindset when that happens. So that was kind of my mindset. But we're playing in Dallas our last game. 
and PJ Dozier gets a hamstring injury. And you know, I'm like, dang, like sad for PJ. All of a sudden, coach Coach Malone already get in. I played 20 minutes, Luca, Porzingis, all these guys. And from that moment forward, I played like 20 games straight. And I mean, I think, you know, saved me from the G League for, for uh, per se, but I think that's a testament to how I worked before that. Because, you know, he wouldn't have called my name if I wasn't, you know, doing what I was supposed to do before that. You know what I mean? No, nah, for sure. I, I feel you, bro. And just that's the one thing I feel like a lot of young guys kind of get caught up in is just the fact that sometimes they, they get like, I'm not playing. I'm so used to being like the fucking go-to guy on my last team and I don't get in. That kind of fucks with their mindset and it gets them like in a place where, they can't really get out of it and they can't really see too far past it. And that's good. And that's the one thing that like people should understand is like even in the regular season, 82 games is a long stretch. You always going to get that. You're always going to have that opportunity to go in and make an impact and then, you know, find your minutes. But the thing that separates a lot of dudes is, is the dudes that aren't playing don't necessarily work as hard all the time, but the dudes that do make a difference end up getting those big minutes. So the guys who are just stayed ready, stay professional, and you for sure did it. You had your chance. And just like you said, it turned out. And now it went from you not playing, and now you went to a team that's you playing every night with a shorthanded team. So it was like you had to be ready. So yeah, that's a big shit. That's that's a good sign of a good pro. Like you that that you're gonna be just fine. If you have that mentality now, you're gonna play for a long time. Uh speaking of the shorthanded uh, Orlando Magic, you guys both have different relationships with Clifford, but like, just, just give me a little bit of a talk about Cliff. Like, Terrence, I know we talked about it a little bit, but I want both your perspectives on, obviously, you had a short time Let with him, Let me RJ. go first. Let me Terrence, go first. you've been with him for a while, right, so talk right, about Cliff. So, here's the thing about Cliff, right? Cliff is, like, he's he's the type of coach where he's going to be on the team. Like, you want him to be around the team who has, like, some veteran guys, right? So, when we started this season and we had, like, Vooch, Evan, AG, me, like, just all these guys that have been around for like chief. We had a group of veteran guys who know how to play the game, but also just needed that coach to kind of keep them in track. When we switched that up at deadline, we got, we just went young. And so when we went young, like for one, Cliff is already like, Oh, okay. I got to teach this whole system over again. And then we have a team, a group of guys that just don't know like what our principles are and all that other stuff. But then on top of that, like, we have shorthand. We only have like seven, eight guys to run with anyway. So I think it was just the frustration of that. Like he wasn't ready for that. I think that's one of the big reasons why he like walked away and left because he was just like, look, y'all trying to rebuild. I get it. But like, I'm kind of, my niche is for older teams who kind of, you know, know what they're doing. Not like teaching the game to like all these young guys. And I think that was the biggest difference between like, the team that started and the team that we ended up getting because we we're just all young guys who really just like even when Otto got hit, Otto was hurt. It was really you. Wendell was hurt a little bit. He played a lot, but it was really you and G that were just like out there with this brand new team running around in circles on top of the new guys that we were getting from 10 days and like, you know, G League and all that. Like it was just that's my, that's my, and coming from me, like Cliff clearly loves me. Like, no doubt, and he, like that. He was my. He, he loves me. Like, yeah. Either like, loves Terrence or loves me. If it's not Gary or Terrence, it's over with. It's, <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much. And so, like, even bro, when he when he left, he called me, and we chopped it up for a little bit. So I mean, he. But oh, it's just. And, and, and but that one thing is, 
it not just with Cliff, anybody. Rookies are are just like just like you know how like in rookies are like the guys who the coaches take their frustration out on because Man. you can't bark at the other big dogs on the team. Yeah. And so that that was and you had you could just have to imagine with a brand new team and young you guys that don't know the system. When, that happened, right? when? With me in the locker room. <laughs> you remember when uh, he went crazy? Oh, after the game. After the game. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Vaguely. Because, I mean, if it's not me in there getting yelled at, I, I, <laughs> I tend to forget. Like, But, yeah, he right. was – but trust me, bro. Because And that's the reason why I probably don't remember. He, he's, he's done this with, like, every young player we've had. He did this with the group before you with, like, Isaiah Briscoe, Melvin Frazier, like, Wesson one dude. He used to bark them dudes all the fucking time. And then the year before that, he did the same shit. So it was just like – you just had it coming. It was no matter what you did, you had it coming. Yeah, but that's my that's my spell. <laughs> that's just uh, that's my truth. Obviously, RJ, he gave you a chance to play and you know do things special. Yeah. So I mean, you have a different view, and you only played what twenty games with Magic thirty. Yeah, I mean, I have a different view. Uh, you know, not a whole different view, but you know, kind of similar, kind of different. But you know, Cliff gave me a chance to play. You know, I hadn't really had a chance to play, so it was kind of like survival for me you know you get out there you got to you got to perform you got to do what you got to do so um whatever he was saying i was going with you know at that point i was like bro that's the first time i'm getting to play in the nba for real like i'm playing against i'm really playing against my people i looked up to when i was younger because you know with denver i was watching them you know watching yeah. them on the but i'm really getting to play against these guys so i got to you know make the best of performing you know he told me he's like yo like you don't do this 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 you will not play and that like stuck with me. I was like, I was like my first home game at the match. I was like, all right, let me get some things in order. He didn't say it exactly that way, but he said it. In no, a way yeah. out there. But that's the thing though. Cliff is, um, he, he's like, he, he's very attentive to detail, but it's like this, the, the certain type of detail that like you only would have from playing in the league for six, seven years or just being around, like, there's good teams that go deep in the playoffs every year. Like, he was trying to get to that level and he was trying to bring that out of everybody. So, like, it was tougher with younger like, guys. Because, like, it, you, you might have thought you had, like, a bit, but I think the worst I've seen him, like, go with people was Isaiah Briscoe. Just for whatever reason, he just, like, made it an emphasis to be, like, you're going to understand how we play here in Orlando, no matter where you can. I'm just like, bro, like, and I used to talk to Isaiah all the time, like, bro, you good. You're super talented. Just, he likes attention to detail. If he wants you like right here and you're just like a half an inch off, like it's the whole, it's not some of the difference. It's all the difference. Like he has all, he says that kind of shit all the time. So. I think a lot of though is like when you do what Cliff asks you to do, your leash gets a lot longer. Oh yeah. yeah. And he starts really messing with you. Like, really messing with you. Like, my leash wasn't long, like, the first three games I was playing with him. And then, like, I he told me that, da, 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 and I got my stuff together. I started doing what he told me to do. Ask anybody. Whenever I was with – when Cliff was coaching me, my leash – when Terrence wasn't playing, probably my leash was probably the longest. Hmm. Like, I was telling you, bro, nobody's coming to get you. Do you, no matter what. <laughs> Just be comfortable. Like, go do you. you. I was like, you know what? I see how this works. Yeah. So this is a tough season, bro. If you if you got through this season, bro, everything else going forward is is going to be nothing nearly as crazy as that shit. Like I didn't think it would be this bad, but it was a lot. So I can't. I mean, and we went through probably the most 
bullshit through any team in the league. So that was pretty tough. Thanks. So you kind of brought it up earlier. Everyone knows your like how everything happened with you coming out of high school and then you go overseas. Talk to us about the breakers. Yeah, man. Um, the breakers, you know, obviously team that went over type the NBL. You know, I am super grateful for my experience with the NBL because I think the NBL in itself got me better. Um, playing against all these other pros got me better. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of people always wonder, you know, what, what happened to RJ or not even what happened to RJ, but wow, we didn't expect RJ to do this, you know, get the rookie of the month, start performing with the magic. And I'm like, you know, yeah, y'all did. Like when I was coming out of high school, like y'all rejected me as a uh, uh, almost number one pick. So y'all did do that. You know, y'all did know who I was, but with the breakers, man, you know, I was kind of like the, I was kind of like the the test tube. I was like one of them, like, you know, test. I was a project and it didn't go the way that I wanted to go or the way that they told me it was going to go. You know, I'm thinking I'm coming into a team where, you know, I can showcase my talents. Like, hey, Terrence knows I'm a guy that I don't, I'm, I'm not going to give you 30, 35 points a night, but I'm going to do everything that makes the team better. I might get 17, 18 points, eight assists, five rebounds. I just do everything. So I'm not worried about getting all these points. I just thought I was going to go showcase my talents, but it was more of like, let's put this young kid on the court. Let's win basketball games, not showcase his talents, but we need to win. And that's kind of not what I went over there for. You know, yeah. you see LaMelo Ball, and which one of my great friends, and the yeah. didn't care about winning games that year. They cared about LaMelo Ball's development mm-hmm. as a basketball player. And you see his development translating to the NBA. Yeah. You see, that's why he was the third pick in the draft. So when I think about the breakers, uh, per se, I think about a time where I had to really fight adversity because I wasn't happy when I was with the Breakers yeah. at all. How long I mean, was that? There. How, yeah, how yeah. long was that? Same question. I got there in August of 2019. I left in February of 2019. So I was there for a couple months. Not not too long. Yeah, that's but, too long, bro. That's long. Yeah. So what? That's long. Like, I mean, I mean it's a different you, country. You from high school, bro, to – to yeah. a different country for that long, you're tripping, bro. I, I know you got homesick. Yeah, I don't know for sure. For sure. I got homesick. But, like, if I was actually hoping – and but the thing that pissed me off the most, I think, is, like, every question I got during my pre-draft process was about, like, all right, your, your numbers, your numbers, your numbers, your numbers. <laughs> First of all, bro, I was playing with Scotty Hobson, who was floating wow, with the league – I played with Sec Henry before the year before was the Israeli League MVP. Corey Webster, who was the FIBA leading scorer. Like, okay, even if I did have the leeway, what y'all expect me to yeah. y'all should yeah. score 25 points a game like these college yeah. dudes playing by themselves? No. So I was pissed off about that, but I was just kind of pissed off at how the organizations ran. And the coach, he didn't, he was a he was a coach that didn't like young guys. Like, like he just did not like me. Mm-hmm. And like I'm a really easy guy to get along with. He just did not like me. So playing against these grown men when I was yeah. 18 got me prepared for what I did now. But I don't think the New Zealand Breakers helped me for what I'm doing now. No, you got Do your you- first taste of that that professional like sense of right. what this business is. Because bro, once you because I I can guarantee you in middle school, high school, 
it's all love for the game and you're playing with a passion because yeah. you know you're you're good and you're having fun. You're, once you once you make that jump, and it's kind of the same in college, it gets a little more diluted the more like the more you're getting ready to go to the league, but you probably making that jump to go from high school to the pros. Oh, bro, it's it's all it's almost everything is basketball is the easy part when you get to that part. It's just all the politics that go into behind that. Like when you're young, every coach, no matter where you go, bro, is always gonna be that way. Like, and it's and it's nothing you can do. Like, I went through the same shit. I had to go through fucking like I was a fucking eighth pick in the draft, and there was games I didn't play my first season. It was just like and when you a top 10 pick, they want you to fucking come in and help. So it's just Right. I would do that same shit, but it's just it's just politics, bro. And you got to kind of figure that out and find your niche. And you, like, bro, you you're you're you had you were playing really really good. But I don't know if you saw me cheering on the bench, but I was like, bro, RJ's <laughs> doing everything. Like you go in there getting offensive rebounds, you're getting steals, you're shooting threes. I had to tell you to shoot more threes. Cause I'm just like, dog, don't think yeah. about it. Just let it go. But I remember that game against uh. Against I, don't know, I remember that. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> And he passes to me, and once he passes, he yells, shoot the fucking ball. <laughs> and it was cash. It was cash. It was hey. cash. So I was just like, be, just be confident. Do you, bro. Nobody's coming to get us. It's two people on the bench over there, and they're both centers. Like, nobody's coming for us, bro. Nobody. That's how this season <laughs> was right. this year. Terrible. So with the – looking back at it, do you – Wish you would have went to college or did a different step, or do you was the G League how the G League was last year where these guys got paid a lot more money? Was that an option when you were uh nah, deciding? No, nah, they did that because of me. No, they did that, they yeah, they did that right after because right after you did that. Right after yeah. The G League had came to us and they had get they had offered like a hundred thousand. Yeah. And the NBL, I got like five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand dollars. Like yeah. what these guys are in the G League now. Yeah, so once they seen that. It was like a week after I made my decision, Adam Silver came on, get up where I was at, mm-hmm. and was like, you know, I see RJ Hampton doing this, blah, 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 blah. The G is going to make strides to, you know, get a, a better pathway for athletes to do da, 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 da. So that happened after me. Um, but what I re- do I regret? What do I mean? Not regret, but not regret, but I change. Change, do something different. I don't think so because I see myself now and it's like, Yo, if I didn't go through that tough time in New Zealand with the breakers, I don't know what I'd have been ready for when I got to Denver and mm-hmm. did not play. That's you know nice. what I mean? Like I, I would have, I'd have probably just been in the shambles. But every day in Denver, I just had a mindset. I was like, See, it's it's the breakers, it's the breakers, it's the breakers, it's the breakers. Mm-hmm. And these are a lot better, a lot of better people. Yeah. I had a lot of better organization with the breakers. I mean, with the with the Nuggets. So I knew things were going to change if my mindset stayed you know, positive and the same. And that's what happened. So I don't think I would change it at all. Um, but, you know, there was 23 people picked before me in this draft, which is insane to me, insane to me. So, uh, you know, I think if I, went, if I went to college, there would have been zero people picked ahead of me, but is what it is now. We all here now. So that's the only yeah, thing that matters. Exactly. That's exactly. the only thing that matters. Hey, and that's the one thing, bro. A lot of people get, get caught up in that shit. Like I be telling like, you, you know, um, uh, you know Mookie. Uh, wow, fuck, what's his name? Marquise. Oh, wow. Marquise. Are you talking about Marquise Cook from? Yes, Jeff? from yeah, Cook. Yeah, so, yeah. bro, I'll be trying to tell him like, yo, you young. Don't worry about these rankings, bro. Don't worry about yeah. that shit. If you, with you and young, just worry about fucking getting your game better. Because at one point, you we're all gonna end up here, 
And then the real oh. test is just like, are you going to stay here or are you going to be here for two years and then bounce? Like, that's the biggest thing because I never thought I was going to make it to the league. But once I got here, I just had a, you like, just like you, I had a good core of like vets around me, like with Damar and Kyle. Them dudes kind of shot me, like, taught me how it was to work and what it was to be good in this league and kind of keep getting contracts. You are in a, you were, you were in Denver. Like, you played with the MVP of the, of the season. So, you probably got yeah. all that, and you just have the chip on your shoulder already, and that's the biggest thing that you need to do to be to do well yeah. and succeed in this league. So you're gonna be all right, bro. Like, and you you're gonna you're gonna look back five years, six years from now, and not even remember all the shit that you went through because you're gonna be so focused on trying to either make the playoffs or go further in the playoffs, and it's not it's gonna be a dream. You're gonna be living good, and you're gonna be a vet, and still <laughs> young because you're young now. You're gonna be super young. You're gonna be like. That's crazy. 30. Third, third youngest. You're the third youngest? It's LaMelo, Anthony Edwards, and me. Damn. That's crazy. One draft. One draft. That's wild. Yeah. So, bro, you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to play for a very, very long time, and you're already on the right path. So, we're going to see what we do next year. Next year is going to be different, but either way. RJ, I like to I like to ask uh, Terrence's teammates. I mean, I asked them all the other oh, ones on previous podcast. Yes, here we go. Um, what? Give us some like how Terrence is in the locker room. How it is being around him as a teammate. Like, let's hear some stuff about Terrence that you know he won't he won't bring. I'm gonna stop breaking my teammates on. You keep asking this bullshit yeah. question. I, I want to um, hear it. They <laughs> they love it. People love it. I love it. Whenever Terrence, whenever you walk in the locker room, Terrence is there already. <laughs> He's not going to say, like, oh, what up, RJ? He's going to show you a video on his phone. <laughs> and it's going to be a conspiracy theory or something funny. 100%. Um, he's gonna, And then the locker room's going to get in. Everybody's going to get in. And then the whole locker room is going to be on whatever Terrence said, the conspiracy theory or the funny thing. And, I'm trying to wake yeah. y'all up, bro. I'm trying to wake y'all up. Every single day. Every day. <laughs> He's in the well, like anything I say is pretty much you. He he, he gets me conspiracy theories are funny memes. Like the one you sent me the other day about cheating. <laughs> wait, wait, tell me. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. I got what you sent me the dude that said he's a professional cheater. Oh, and he, bro. Okay, please send me that video back because I've been trying to send that video to war people because I've been like, yo, that is my pops. That is my like. My dad probably taught that dude the game because he does the same shit. That's why it was so funny to me. Send me that video. So yeah, I mean Terrence like, and then he's like, "Let's go out hoop, let's go out hoop." Like, I mean, hey, hey, this. That's the one thing. Like, all the young guys is like, "Oh, are we losing?" I'm like, "Yo, they know that we're gonna lose. They know that we're going through a hard time. This, this right here, getting into the game and playing is the most valuable part that you can get out of any situation. So just do that." You fuck up every night, <laughs> fuck up, but just go out and play because that's just what it is this year. You're like the dad of the team, man. Bro, I felt it's so that, old. Bro, I, I felt so old between him, Cole, Mo, a little bit. Chuma? Definitely Chuma. I felt twice as old as Chuma, I should. Chuma's like a different, he's a different Chuma, person. Chuma is a good, <laughs> he's a very good person. I feel he's not I like naive, but he's kind of like naive. He's just, yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's an indoor kid. He's a real good indoor kid. Yeah, I feel like Chuma's the youngest on the team sometimes. Like when I'm talking to Chuma, I feel like he's younger than me. Absolutely, bro. He feels like my younger brother, like in the most literal sense of just like my younger brother by almost ten years, and he just doesn't know 
much. Not to say that he doesn't know much. He's just he's just a young boy. I don't know. He's just good kid. He just reminds me of my little brother. He's chilling. So has Terrence, has Terrence got you into any conspiracy theories? Are you someone that's into those? I'm into conspiracy theories. I don't know if Terrence has gotten me into any. I feel like every one that we talked about, I've already known about. Um, you did send me one. The did you send me that one? Ooh. No, no, my nope. Have you seen the one about the ring doorbell? Wait, what? Ring doorbell. Let's let's dive into this. Yeah. Well, it, just give us the Brit, the gist, yeah, and we'll dive in later. I guess, long story short, I think like Ring Doorbell and like every smart home device that has cameras. Yep. On June 8th, which is today, the Amazon or the government is going to fix connection issues and all the broadcast is going to be like a server where anybody can look. The hell? I need to see this shit later, bro, because I'm glad I don't have a door. Well, do you have a ring doorbell? A lot of people do, man. That's one of the I do have a ring run. doorbell. I have a ring doorbell, and I can, and I, and, and I'm like, my doorbell sounds like a telephone. So I have like tablets around the house so I can see who's outside the front. So that's probably the same <laughs> shit we're talking about. Yikes. Well, I mean, they could watch it. Somebody said I got an article up. I'm telling you, it's real. Oh, Joe. Yeah. Your doorbell camera spy, you know it. Bro, Amazon Google, popular like, ring security. Look, I know people don't like being spied on, but bro, I don't have shit going on over here. I, I mean, I'm yeah. I mean, I don't either. But it's just creepy because it's they your phones now everything. It's it's all bugged. Everything man. your they phone can, take, can hear everything. Even your iPhone takes a picture of you like every five seconds. It takes That's like yeah, I think, yeah, I think everything is bugged. I think everything. Sure. I think there's cameras in public restrooms. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bro. That's just, just don't do anything. Shit. That's an Epstein shit. Time, Absolutely. Absolutely. What? So then, what's your biggest one that you believe? Like, what's the one that oh, you're like sorry. really in, in, into then? Um, man, biggest conspiracy theory that I'm into. Are they just kind of like was, you're really like in? Yeah. I would say I don't think 9/11 was an accident at all, bro. I was uh, just gonna say that I was afraid to say it. I don't <laughs> want to say it. Of course, before I say it, you know. Rest in peace to all the lives lost. Yes. And not Though that that was a very real thing. People did die. People did die. Right. Rest in peace. That's, real. That's, real. That's real. That's real. A lot of speculation as to to what was but, going on with the building, whether it was blown up. Hey, I don't, how does fire burn through steel? Like that building, the the twin towers were made hey, of steel. Bro, I just saw a video not too long ago. It imploded. A guy, no, no, of a guy. Uh. He was in New York. He was going to get his car out of a parking structure. I like the parking garage. He goes to the top level where his car is. Um, he takes his camcorder out of his car and he's videotaping like the the towers. No planes. There were no planes, bro. They the, the towers literally just exploded. And he was like, "Oh my god, the towers just blew up!" And like it were no planes or anything. Wow, send me that. I'm gonna send it to you. Bro. I'm gonna look yeah. for it right now. I just sent it to a bunch of people. Like I swear, it was some crazy, crazy shit. I'm gonna send it to you. Don't. There's so many things with it, though. Like you said, the implosion. People think there's there's bands like bombs strapped to the whole thing. Bombs planted in the building. Yeah, bro. It's the way George Bush reacted when he's in that like first grade room, yeah. and and like... Epstein had a picture of George W. Bush with a <laughs> Jenga blocks, like Jen like the paper plane and Jenga <laughs> blocks, like. <laughs> Might... Reddit warrior over here, baby. They might come after us. No, you like no, Reddit? We, we, we get like maybe 200 people listening to these Reddit. episodes. Like, we're talking at night and she'll be like reading like Reddit horror stories. At night. 
That's, that's me. <laughs> I'm a Reddit warrior. Reddit's changing the man. It is, bro. It's Communication, like open forum. man. It's what is it? It's like it's an open it's forum. A, it's like a, it's like a, just a chat board. Just like chat would you super would you, basic? But, yeah, but imagine like super Instagram basic. and Twitter in one with just a bigger comment section. And you can kind of say like whatever you want, really. I mean, and stuff does get wild. banned on there. There's censorship on there, but it's less like. But it's a lot less. Like there's like you can follow whatever. Like I'm in a whole bunch of conspiracy communities, and the shit that they're throwing out is wild. But nonetheless, it's interesting, and it's. it's I'm gonna get in it. All right, last question. Who do you have in these NBA finals? In the finals? Oh, man. It's tough, right? Before the game last night, I had the Nuggets going. I had the Nuggets in the finals. I, I really did. Have... The, Suns, the Suns did something last night to me, my spirit, where I think the Suns are actually going to go to the finals. Really? And out of the East is the Nets. I don't even worry about that. We're not yeah. talking about the East. The Nets. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It, to me, I think it's gonna be Nuggets or Utah. I don't, I don't, wait. I, I don't believe in the Clippers. I don't believe in the other team that's left. It's gonna be Denver or Utah. I have Phoenix. They played really well. <laughs> Yo, just well, a I comment. Just, <laughs> yeah. That's no. Joe. That's Joe. Oh yeah, well yeah, Ew. she's the real MVP. I saw that meme today. I think I sent it to. Did I send it to you? No, but yeah. Wow. I, watched I watched it like the day it came out because I followed his podcast. Yeah, wild shit. I right? it the day it came out, bro. I was like, yo, no way. <laughs> that would be like, what, what? What would you do if that was you? If this random shit came out talking like that, my heart would sink to my toes. About the magic. Oh my god! <laughs> this is any. I I run. would be sick. <laughs> I'd be sick. Oh, bro. Send me to the G League. I got to get out of town for a little bit, bro. <laughs> no, bro. I would like home. Oh, my gosh. Look Shorty. at this. Tatiana's here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yo, they're, bad they're bad people. They're bad people. <laughs> they're bad people. <laughs> they're just, they're, they're just, crazy. I bet you they don't think that. No. They're trying to live their lives. Like, you think, imagine how much hardship those Suns players had to go through. Right after that happened, with their girlfriends, their wives, people talking maybe, their wives. maybe like, that's the thing that needed them to that they to get to locked in through that wall to get to where <laughs> yeah, they're right to, to rally back from ten points down against the Nuggets and come and win. Like, when, I don't she's, know. when she's rallying ten dudes deep, sheesh. and she's rallying ten dudes deep, the comeback <laughs> is a lot easier. It's what it sounds like she's the MVP. That's crazy. Get some followers off that. But either way, she made millions off that. Her OnlyFans was popping after that. This is ridiculous. She's so burned. I ain't looking, but I heard it's tough. I just seen her talking about it after it, and I like obviously I like went to her Instagram and seen her. she was acting wild. Wait, 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 wait. Did y'all hear this thing about um uh Lana Rhodes? No. In, in, uh, yeah. Wait, what? Did y'all hear about that? Wait, about, what? Okay. I, heard about I saw it on Barstool. I saw it on Barstool. How about uh she was uh. She she had she was she went to a game in New York NBA game, and then how she went out with one of the players, and then the player brought along his little buddy, just in case that <laughs> she wasn't down. And then they kept trying. Yep, and there it is. Bro, Joe was on his stuff, dog. Joe was on it. Crazy, and, and it's burnt because Portnoy. She went. On, <laughs> she went on a barstool podcast, and and and, oh, and Dave okay. already knew like who it was. 
but he was trying to get her to say it. So that like put more pressure on her to kind of keep it a secret. And then goofy as she goes on another podcast and says <laughs> about yeah. the, the, she, she was in the city that he was in when they played, I guess, whatever team she, she says the team that they play. So of course people looked up the team of the New York team that played there. They found out who the team was and then they go back to, then she drops, then she name drops like the, um, his sign, his sign, whatever was like a, uh, a Sagittarius, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. then they were like, okay, let's look up all the guys who were born between this day. And there was one person on the entire team <laughs> who was the, that sign. So it just Leo. got bad. Leo. Like, uh, but that, I mean, yeah. it, 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 and it's so funny because as I'm reading this, as I'm looking at that video on Instagram, Kevin Durant is currently at the top of the key with <laughs> with Giannis on the island and he yeah da, 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 and then does the reverse so I'm just like it clearly does not bother this man. Like who cares? That that stuff too. You said what? With Jay Williams today, y'all seen that? With him and Jay Williams? I did. No. I did. He was talking wild. I did hear that Lana was pregnant. Like uh Katie came up to him in the club and was like don't ever compare me to Giannis. Don't ever compare me to Giannis. And then Katie responded back on Instagram, like, bro, I never said that. Like, you trying to get clout off my name. Yeah. Like, I didn't ever do that. What a – Katie's a salve in all aspects of life, bro. Yeah, he He's is. a savage, bro. He's a savage, savage. Like, I got just, that. I'll be a savage. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he, he talks his shit, too. Like, it, even with trolls come at him, bro, he is quick to respond with some with some, on it. With some on crazy shit. Too, and then it's just like he wins, and then he goes out, drops 30, and then he wins again, and then he's on his way to the finals. This story comes out. As the story's coming it's, out, he wins again. It's just like, he's a bro, monster, bro. It's everything. Remember when he said that stuff about his hair? Because everybody's giving him shit about his hair. He's like, I yeah. got my hair however the hell. Fuck, I want my hair, man. Like... <laughs> You can't. I don't need to brush him, my hair, bro. I got four hundred million dollars. You and don't I'm need best to, bro. Shout out to Clark right there. Damn. <laughs> what did you say, though? <laughs> yeah, you said what? Yo, he Joe Wild. <laughs> it's good to have you, you man. We really appreciate you, man. Go check out RJ on Instagram, social media, and you will be back soon with us for sure. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. Yep. Dang.